And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, let's roll right into the movies we've seen. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, start us off, buddy. What have you seen? First off, rewatched Barbarian. My new one mm. of my new faves. Love that little movie. Seen it quite a few times now. Um, and it just never gets old. And I'm really excited for. I want to say that Zach Krieger's um next project was being kind of like um what's the word I'm looking for? There was a bidding war or something like on it. And I think it finally, it finally landed somewhere, but the very interesting sort of general uh, description, I'm trying to remember what it, what it was all about, but regardless of what he puts out, I'm excited because I thought Barbarian was tremendous and a great uh, first outing. Uh, and then very tangentially related. If you know the plot to Barbarian, then I watched Meet the Parents. Um, nice. Which I hadn't... Because uh, it's because the characters in uh, Barbarian are jinxed, right? Because they all have parents. Yes. As do we all. Um, I watched Meet the Parents just because, like uh, several of the movies on my list on, on a normal month, I'll have been at a bar or restaurant and they'll be playing a Ugh, movie on the I screen. Just got, I just got why those are tangentially related and I do not like it. I don't like it at all. What? You meet the parents in both movies. Um, you don't? Oh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Ugh. Um. You hear the parents, you hear Justin Long talking to his mom, and then he says a very bad word right afterwards. It's it's great. Great stuff. <sighs> um, Meet the Parents hadn't sat down and watched in a long time. It is such a frustrating movie for Ben Stiller's character because he just cannot do anything right. And uh, I don't know. It was a fun revisit. I think it's like a, a corny movie that gets, you know, I feel like the cat gets referenced a lot. And then I've got nipples, Fokker. Can you milk me? But... I don't know. I think the original is still good. Do you feel like the I, cat gets referenced a lot? I don't know what movie circles I think you're because, in. I think where... because the cat uses the toilet, they do reference that a lot. And they also the, the, and it's also in the same conversation as could you milk Jinxie, right? Doesn't he say like you could milk a cat and go like this? I think sure yeah, I think he scene. says it sort of offhandedly like Greg says it just sort of like, yeah, you can milk a cat. Mm. Oh, he says like you can milk anything that has nipples. Is yeah, and then that says. and that's when Bobby D comes in with that famous line. Yeah. I've got nipples, Falker. Can you milk me? And believe me, they're <laughs> hot as rocks, Falker. When I do the impression, I'm thinking of the way they do it in a Stella short and, yeah. and, and overpronounce it in this really funny way. So hey, I, that's my... I got nipples, yeah. Falker. This oh, I my... don't sound like, like someone else. Hey. Um, what about me? Anyway, uh, watched that, thought it was a fun revisit. Uh, then I watched... Talk to me. Went with a friend. Might have been, we might have been recording an ep or something. And I was like, I gotta guys, go. I got to yeah. get out of here. And I never do this kind of thing. No. So that, <laughs> so that was weird. But I was like, hey, I need to go see this freaking movie. Um, this is, it, I've made this joke. I hope I was the first, but it should be called Talk to the Hand because it's about this plaster hand 
and that's got like writing graffiti all over it. And these kids use it to, they grab it and you say, talk to me. And then you see, you can see a dead person. And then, I mean, you say, let me in or I let you in. They will possess you for a little bit of time while you're holding on. Mm -hmm. And you're just not supposed to go over 90 seconds. Um, And they're using it like, like in the scenes when they show it, they make it seem like it's like uh, getting high. So they're all sitting around smoking a bong kind of because they say afterwards, like, oh, it feels great. Like you're in the passenger seat and something else, someone else is driving and it actually feels great. What's up? Oh, your hands up. May I ask? May I ask? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to the hand, please. Um, How do they know to not go over 90 seconds if they're being possessed? That's a great question. And it's sort of a thing of like the, in the same way of like, where did you get the hand in the first place? And where did that person get the hand? They're like, I don't know. They just told me like, you don't go too long and they don't linger too much on like why that's like a a hard rule. I guess, no, what I mean is like, how do you then, how do you police yourself from not going over 90 seconds? Well, it's everyone's around you while they're doing it. So they would pull you off the hand. I see. And like, there's, there's two guys that are kind of like the ringleaders of this hand and kind of like bring people over to the place. And they're like, all right, we ready to do this. And then they make it go viral. They like will record people when they're possessed and stuff. Um, Ringleaders of a hand. I uh, think I saw them on daredevil. (laughs) (laughs) um i loved this movie i thought it was great another uh another sort of in the vein of barbarian where this is the directorial debut of these i want to say they are australian twins and they're mostly known for like youtube videos which sounds like not what would sell me on going to see a movie but uh this was a, a, a pretty incredible first outing for them and um Another another uh, instance where I'm like, wow! I hope they go on to do better and better stuff. Cause maybe this that's is huge. Maybe that's where they got the idea for the 90 seconds. Because those YouTube videos, they got to be short to keep attention spans. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like after 90 seconds, you lose all you lose, uh, monetization. Yeah. You don't really get in the yeah. They're just gonna skip ahead. They did have an option to like fast forward the whole movie if I wanted because I was just bored. An ad popped up um, in the middle of the movie and you could skip ad mm-hmm. after five seconds. No, I bought premium. Talk to the hand. Wow. Or to talk. Good to for me. you. Good for you. Um. Uh, and I will say this without spoiling anything, uh, lands the ending, which is so hard in horror movies. I feel no, like barbarian a... does it in my opinion. Talk to me. I, I was like 30 or 20 seconds before the ending. I'm like, I know what they're about to do. And then they did it. And I was like, bravo. Sounds bravo. like, sounds like Sully to me. Lands the ending. Yeah. No birds though. Um, really good and loud as fuck. I don't know if it was just because it was this pre-release screening because it came out last Friday and I saw it the week before. That was just the people um, talking around you at the at the mm, movie. Uh, everyone was super into it. We were all like, you know, grabbing ourselves and uh, grabbing ourselves. Uh, excuse me. Uh, they wanted me out, and I was like, "This one's for you, Paul Rubens." And <laughs> oh, uh, no. you knew, you knew oh, he was. No. Yeah, R. for R. no wow. reason I mentioned that I did. R.I.P. R.I.P. Paul Rubens. Well, I'll. I thought I wanted a fitting tribute. Yeah, you know I mean? we want to fit him in somehow, and that was a real. Yeah. But but seriously, it was it was really it was really fun. I thought it was really scary. There's there's obviously some very heavy, uh, uh, like it's about grief, and and there's a whole long segment of someone in the hospital all messed up. So you know that could be triggering for folks, obviously. But if you know that going in, I think you'll have a good time. And um and yeah, like you know also like you know an Australian horror movie, so it just felt like fun seeing all these new faces I'd never. I'd never seen a lot of these actors before. Uh, oh, the only person that I recognized was the mom is Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. Wow. Miranda Otto. Miranda Otto. She's she's excellent. Very, very momish. Mm-hmm. She's like, my daughter's vagina is off limits. 
to like the boy and they're like get out of the fucking room we're not doing anything <laughs> like she's like i'm watching you everyone like she's my so daughter's fun. vagina's off limits and they say no man can tell us that and she takes off the helmet <laughs> i am no man and then she stabbed the boyfriend with <laughs> yeah. a sword and they're like mom <laughs> you do this to every guy uh Really, really good. I know it's not your guys' t- cup of tea, probably, but you've also surprised me with some of your uh, horror viewings. So yeah, who so knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then let's see. After talk to me, I watched uh, rewatched the Mummy. That's one I watch rewatch consistently. Which mummy. Which Mummy? Yeah. Why the Brendan Fraser one, my butt tier boy. Thank you. Um, Thank you. God, what a hot cast! Everyone in it mm-hmm. looks good, especially Benny, the trickster. Um, <laughs> this little mustache. <laughs> who ends up on the wrong side of the river, but he gets nice and wet in that scene. So, Hots I even think I think Jonathan's hot too. Hey, I said everyone's good. Yeah. Emotep's looking good. Mm-hmm. The, all the American, the dumb cowboys that get their organs taken look good. Everyone's great. Um, then I watched Barbie. Went and saw Barbie. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed myself. Uh. Were you also grabbing onto yourself during that one? I was grabbing on myself. I was I was full of Kennergy and I was just going crazy. And I said, "This one's for you, Ken." Real gosling, real gosling week for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Um, this was slightly less depressing than Blue Valentine. I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> only a little bit. Um, I have I been really- I, I because people have been like loving Barbie, and I haven't seen it yet, but. Um, they were like, I just didn't know that uh, Gosling could be so funny. And I was just like, you got to see the nice guys. That you makes have me to so the... mad. I just think. Because yes, the nice guys exist. And it's like, if you, it, Ryan Gosling James would be seeking that out anyway, but everyone should see it anyway. It's so good. Yeah. I just think it, it underperforms so much that I think people just forgot about it. So it's just, yeah, that's bad. It's nice that's to bad. remind people that that movie exists and that it's, he's very funny in it. Um, he's re-watched. funny in a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, maybe his comedy is underrated. That's it is weird because I feel like he's funny in a lot of. No, things. I thought yeah. he was funny in Blue Valentine. He <laughs> <laughs> could be, yeah. I was like, oh man, that that juice keeps making him act funny. What's going What's going on in this movie? <laughs> let's <laughs> wait. Let's <laughs> wait to <laughs> talk about it. Let's we'll wait. get there. We'll get there. Then I watched Roadhouse because I was just thinking of Swayze. Love that movie. It is um. Very sexual movie. Yeah. I didn't see in the theater, but I was all I was. You know, we were all grabbing ourselves when I was watching yeah. it. Um, thinking about get, thinking about Gyllenhaal in the role, you were really grabbing yourself, right? God, that's gonna be so bizarre. It's gonna be I don't know why they're remaking be, this movie. I think it's gonna be bad. I think it's gonna be bad, and it just is like you don't Pointless. have the juice. Like you, 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 you like Gosling, you don't have the people. Gosling's for, got the juice. If Gosling was yeah. in it in the in the Swayze role. I could maybe see that. Yeah, maybe. But it still doesn't need to happen. No, and you it also doesn't. couldn't it do doesn't. you couldn't do the hair again. Like that's couldn't do done. the hair again. Yeah. They're just not the bad guy's not gonna be the same. The I forget the actor's name, but he's such a fucking piece of shit. It's so great. And um and uh yeah, just like I don't know. Uh you're not gonna have freaking why can't I think of his friend's name with the amazing mustache? I'm not cussing so much. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. You're not gonna have Sam Elliott? Benny that from sucks. the mummy. Um then I watched because I saw it on at a bar and I was like, Jesus. I need to finish these. Hercules was ending. Aladdin was starting. So when I got home, I watched both of those. Love Hercules. That's an underrated movie where I feel like that was kind of a, near the end of the Disney renaissance, it felt like. Um, and it's frustrating to me that 
you know, I mean, I think it, I think it still gets, it's got its lo- its fans, but I feel like it should be more well loved. It's, it's also it's really fun. It's got an underappreciated Disney soundtrack too. One hundred percent. And the the I think the choice to have like the Greek chorus be like the all the the black women singing like mm-hmm. for the, almost the whole movie and jumping into songs is like so good. It just ties the whole thing together and uh, it's awesome. And Aladdin, very good too. Mm-hmm. Kind of problematic, but hey, what Disney movie isn't? Hope they never make a freaking Aladdin ride. Um, can't wait for the Aladdin live action remake. They it, did that. Fuck. Yeah, I, I can't. God <laughs> damn it. They did that. And it was like, I, and it was recent. I thought you were joking. And I was like, yeah, they're yeah. going to oh probably remake God, it I again forgot. soon. Fuck. They did. They did. Yeah. I can't Have wait to Hercules yet. No, they're probably going to. That was the, that was people, the one with people's the... nipples aren't a swirl. I'm going to be pissed because that's the design choice. I really love. All right. Finishing it off. Uh, I watched the movie that we're talking about later. Uh, but right before that, and truly before the news broke uh, of the untimely passing of Paul Rubens this weekend, I watched Flight of the Navigator with Paul Rubens is the, in the role of Max, mm-hmm. the ship's AI slash robot. Uh, great movie. Right. Love that movie. Yep. Uh, I've recommended it multiple times on the pod, I believe. Uh, I think it's an underrated kids movie. I think the the premise is is very scary for me when I was a kid. I thought that was so chilling that you lose eight years of your life and your parents thought you were dead and crazy shit. And then the Alan Silvestri soundtrack is awesome. Um, the, the, like I said, the soundtrack, it's like very chilling at parts, which is really cool. It's very like mysterious. The ship design is so awesome and it can transform into different shapes, which I love. Um, really great. Just really great stuff. Practical sets and, and the actual alien ship is so cool looking design wise on the inside all chrome with kind of like uh channels and stuff everywhere man i i just love it folks should seek it out if they never have uh and that's what i've seen movie wise that's that's also a timely watch because uh aliens exist that's true i mean i knew that before this all must the hearings, be yeah this must be such a great moment for uh tom DeLong. seriously what is where are you moment? oh up there <laughs> <laughs> Well, Max, what have you I, seen? I uh, forgot to mention this last time, but I watched Shazam 2, Fury of oh, the God. Gods. Uh-huh. Fury of the Oh Gods. Uh-oh. Um, I thought it wasn't as bad as Andrew described it, but yeah, of course, it certainly uh, wasn't good. And I think, yeah, they wasted the the villains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, once again, Zachary Levi does not know how to play a child in uh in the teens he was playing a child who was five years old instead of like being someone who was in high school and uh really that's really funny it's it's so weird and i think he did it in the first movie too and you just kind of like learn to let it it go but the the personality does not match at all like when when he's he's just like he's one way as a teen and then when he becomes yeah yeah yeah. he's just like a big goofball It, it really is like he did even in the second movie, they haven't told him yet that he's not like acting like a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I thought like the generic throwaway um, baddie monsters were better in this one because they were all like based on mythological creatures like Cyclops and uh, Jean Grey, and Jean- <laughs> some centaurs. Mm-hmm. Some- unicorn maybe they didn't have centaurs what what else did they have they had some stuff but anyways they had a dragon i know there's like a dragon made of like 
ranches in the trailer or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but the last one was just kind of like gray monsters based on the mm-hmm. seven sins. I thought whatever. they were creepy. I kind of like them. I mean, they're not super memorable, but I, I thought they were. That's like... that's my problem with them. They aren't memorable. They're they're just kind of like smoke monsters that came and went. And then, uh, yeah, Jimin Hansu and uh, and the kid were pretty funny mm-hmm. together. Um, I wish yeah. the move, more of the movie had been those two together. Like, yeah, yeah, I think. I think that kid also does a way better job than, mm-hmm. you know, Billy Bats and it being interesting. Yep. Um, they did spend some time on him, but it was like him and his issues with Billy Batson. And right. Billy Batson honestly wasn't in it very much at all. It was just kind of, there's too much Zachary Levi, I think. And like, that's so funny. Cause like in most superhero movies, it's like, put on the costume, like be the hero in the movie more. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, you're like, uh, I really should have been like the kid not flying around with that Zachary Levi. It would have been good. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, just a day in his life, you know, going to school, catching the bus, eating some dinner, the end. We're done oh, with the movie in an hour or two. That'd be nice. Um, Done with the movie in an hour or two sounds more and more. <laughs> like the the best way to go mm-hmm. my gosh less than an hour or two like i don't know i'm standing I, so, my ground on this podcast y'all keep talking about run times they're too long you can't, you can't rush a masterpiece like shazam 2 fury of the gods <laughs> it's exactly the length it should be and i haven't even seen it uh no i don't I, as someone who's about to go see a very long movie tonight i we i still still like it what do you see yeah i'm seeing oppen Oh, uh, you're doing it. Okay. Doing it. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't recommend it <laughs> seeing this uh Shazam Fury of the Gods, but it's not the worst DC movie that's been made. Um I also watched a half of a movie called Stuntman. And again, runtimes. When I say half a movie, I watched an entire movie and then there was an entire movie left to watch. I think it was it's something around three hours long for no reason. And um, it was made in the 70s. It's about this, like, criminal who is on the run, ends up killing a stuntman and then replacing him. Uh, the Like, the director knows what happened, but is, like, covering for him mm-hmm. with the cops and stuff. I don't know. I- I'm halfway through the movie. There's not much progress that's been made. And it's weird. It's awkward. Lines are terrible. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to finish it called the stunt man. Avoid it. <laughs> when did it come uh, out? Seventies sometime, I believe seems like, um, I want to watch a movie about stuntmen in the seventies. It'll be once upon a time in Hollywood. My man. There you go. Yeah. Another long one that didn't necessarily need to be yes, that long. <clears throat> I also watched a movie called vibes. Now this is my recommendation of the week. This one is is uh Jeff Goldblum. Wow, this is this is a this is Max's new segment his new... bi-weekly or a twice monthly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> your recommendation of the week, all right. That's right. I can I can have two every episode, right? Is that Can we works? roll the theme music for uh Max's recommendation of the week? <laughs> By Mac. Recommendation Mac the of the week. There. You know, Mac is Mac licking your ear? Mac wants to Oh, Mac unplugged your microphone. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Mac. Yeah. Thank you. Finally. Doing us all a favor. Hey, there we there go. There we go. Hey. Yeah, Mac was like, well, we've heard enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> Did he just step on the space bar? Mac, are you helping the listeners? <laughs> we really right. appreciate it. Max, let's uh, talk about vibes, baby. Vibes, baby. Vibes, baby. Uh, so this is Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper as psychics who are okay. brought brought in to try and brought from New York to uh Machu Picchu I think to find Machu Picchu okay uh, they're they're searching for an Incan um city of her room of gold uh but they think that they're working to find somebody's son at first who's gone missing you got muted again Robert I see your <laughs> mouth moving but... I was like about to interject like I'm going to get one over on Max with this one right here. And then <laughs> Mac knew better. I didn't. I That's why I tried to keep him out. And he was making such a racket. I had to open the door. And now look what's happening. He's yeah. the star. He's amazing. Yeah. I So far, I've liked his contributions. <laughs> oh, hand on the shoulder. That's a cute cat. How did you do it? How'd How did do I do it? it? I, you know, it took, took, uh, took some skill, but we got the cute one. Um... I apologize yeah. for all the distractions. This sounds interesting so far. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. It's funny. It's a little bit weird. Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum, Cindy Lauper being Cindy Lauper, and uh, yeah, I recommend it. I I don't know how we stumbled across it. I think it was just like uh, looking through uh, streaming services, you know, and just uh, You're like putting in keywords: Machu Picchu. Uh... <laughs> Goldblum. Uh, I think it was just an endless scroll or like, you know, similar to whatever movie. I don't know what this would have been similar to, but uh, yeah, <laughs> just like kind of sold on the idea of just Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper, but then they were also psychic. So like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's give it a shot. Huh. And I'm glad I did. It was pretty fun. Interesting. And that's the last I've seen, Andrew. How about you? I watched Nope. Finished Nope. I think I told you guys I was watching Nope on the yes, our yes. bonus. Finished it. What do you think? Um, I love the inventiveness of Jordan Peele. I think he doesn't always have the most well thought out ideas. And I think sometimes he could use somebody to bounce ideas off of. And I think like... It on a different movie though, not this one. Not on the... Yeah, this is a perfect movie all the way through. Um... There, I don't want to get too into plot stuff because I think it. I want hopefully people sure. have who are listening will have seen it too. But, but uh, Max, you've seen it too, yeah? I have, yeah. Okay, I, so I you I've can at least be general enough where we'll yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think the there's some stuff with like the Steven Yoon plot that I thought like didn't just didn't like make a lot of sense for me. Like it just felt like it almost felt like studio notes that like. The ranch stuff is too boring. Can we throw in something else? Because hmm. like, I didn't really feel like the Steven Yeun stuff like added a lot. I guess. Um, well, I, but it's like so connected to the Gordy stuff. What I that like the Gordy stuff to me, that was the part like that whole thing just didn't feel connected to the plot at large. I guess, and so I. I I want to like say something, but I don't want to, I want to be like general. Yeah. About yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my read is because they start doing the chapters named after animals. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the horses, Gordy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 
And to me, the Gordy stuff is not only talking about spectacle and the way that we take tragedy and um, kind of box it up or, or mm -hmm. represent it to ourselves and to people. Uh, but it's also about um, what we think, you know, a tame animal is and how well you can actually, how well an animal can actually become a pet or lose its instincts, how much it operates on that stuff too. And I think the other part that actually happens in that opening scene is the shoe mm -hmm. it's just standing there it's one of the earliest shots in the movie which is something i just was like trying to wrap my head around the whole time but i think it's really another kind of commentary on focusing on something in the middle of a tragedy or the middle of you know a, a giant event and not being able to explain it and it not necessarily being anything like crazy or supernatural just seems like a sort of random freak thing that had even occurred and i i agree with that and i think like i in watching the movie and having listened to like a podcast or two talk about the movie i i further understood those things and maybe i'm and i'm not trying to like bash myself or, or denigrate the movie at all maybe i'm not smart enough to like have gotten those things and so when they were explained sure. on the podcast i was listening to i was like yeah i can see it but I didn't come away from the movie with those takeaways. And so like, sure. I, you know, it might be one of those things where like, yeah, it might, it might like benefit from like a second watch or yeah. something like that. But I also, and I don't remember the specifics. I remember feeling the same way about us after I watched it, where just like, there's some unfinished ideas here that I think like were a little underserved. And I think Jordan Peele, I think is like, such a smart and creative guy that like I'm totally fine with him continuing to make movies that he's just like whatever the idea is he's got he's got like a good creative juices to like get things going I just like there's a few ideas I think are a little underbaked and I think like mm. you know whatever I, I I would like to rewatch us to kind of remember what I'm exactly talking about because I only remember the feeling. I don't remember what it was about sure. the movie. I think there's obvious like things about class and yeah. um and the other, you know, the other being anyone that isn't you and yeah. the kind of scary things that we don't, you know, you haven't experienced these people, but they're mm -hmm. still like a weird thing to you. Yeah. I, I mean in in our society. Yeah. Not just in the movie. Um and then I think there's the stuff that I guess to me it's not that like I don't feel like some of the stuff is necessarily half baked for me. It just is more of like suspension of disbelief in like especially in a horror movie like the very starting of us is like hey there's a bunch of tunnels underneath america they've been used for storage and transportation and blah 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 and some of them we actually don't know what they're there for mm -hmm. movie starts and this is the only thing to kind of be like hey in case you start questioning we have there's uh you know weird tunnels sometimes so that's don't worry about it and then once you get into like the real nuts and bolts, it's like, well, who are these people that they get? They only have rabbits to eat, but they, they have to breed the rabbits and keep eating them. And they have to, it has to be raw. And also I, they do whatever they do upstairs, but they do it weird. And it's, there's a lot of stuff where you have to kind of be like, how does that work? And I don't necessarily think it's a detriment to the movie because it's the overall story and stuff is so fun and creative. So, but, but I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it's something that like he had a better idea to kind of like, I don't know. I like a mix sometimes, you know, I, I, I want sometimes a horror movie to have a, a hint of, or an explanation of something. And other times I'm like, Oh, it's kind of creepy or cool that they don't talk about this. Like this whole experiment that was what apparently nationwide, every person that you know has a double somewhere or something. So I don't know. 
I I do find it kind of um, distracting in a movie, and I, I'm with you, Andrew. A lot of times, like I just don't get it. Right by the end mm-hmm. of it, they're they're doing a metaphor on top of a metaphor on top of a metaphor. I'm like, well, you know, it could mean this, it could mean that, but I'm really not even thinking about it. I'm just thinking about it in the context, like like v- very surface level. And on that surface level, if it doesn't make sense, it like really it throws me off Mm -hmm. and I get distracted by those things. And I start picking apart that rather than thinking deep, like, Oh, well that didn't make sense. I wonder what is behind it. What was the reason it was placed in here or anything like that? I don't think about that. I just think like, well, that was stupid. (laughs) Like that doesn't make any (laughs) sense. Like uh, that could, that's not possible at all. And and all of that. So like, I find that stuff very um, distracting when you get too abstract with your metaphors Mm -hmm. and they don't, line up perfectly i also Um, like as a and i like the movie like don't get me wrong i think the movie is really fun and i think it's like it's good um i didn't really like daniel kalula's is that his last name kaluya kaluya i just didn't like his performance very much like i thought Hmm. kiki i thought kiki palmer was fucking great Um, Kiki's great but they just had such different energy because it was clear that like i thought they were the showman i thought they were in two different movies to be frank with you like i like and there's a couple parts of like slight levity with him where he's like, you know, like the part where he's going through the little horse trailer or the little horse barn and he sees things moving around. He's just like, fuck that. Nope, nope, nope. And he starts yeah, he, like walk he, away. It's like the title line a couple times. Yeah. He's like, nope, I'm going to smartly move away. Other than Ooh, that, that, bar- like, that barn scene though is good, right? He fucking, I just didn't vibe with the fact that he's like brooding for the entirety of the movie and like, you know, sp- slight spoilers there's a there's a, a a creature in the movie and just his utter lack of reaction to this creature throughout the entirety of the movie is just like i would be fucking pissing my pants the in like instead he's just kind of like yeah there it I, is i feel like there are characters that are acting more you know uh having a bigger reaction to it but i, do, I think that's kind of like lines up with how he's playing it where like he sees it and once he makes connects the dots He's like, oh, I've had experience with this because I know what like creatures are like. He just feels like he's very. You're right that he's like stoic. He's kind of like mourning his dad still, and is just very much like nose of the grindstone. He's like, Kiki Palmer's like, I'm gonna leave tomorrow. And he's like, well, there's work to do on the farm, so I'm just hanging out. Mm-hmm. I know there's a creature possibly around. I just can't do anything about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 on the other end on on that with you. I I I think it's a it's a different kind of performance, but I think it's a. Sure. I, I like him in that. Sure. Uh, anyways, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you checked it out, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I really like the movie. I I feel like I'm coming down really hard on it. I liked it a lot, so I'm not. There's just I, I like us. I just have some issues with it that I you know am criticizing a very good movie. So, um, and then I also watched Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, which uh, Robert, I don't know if you were going to watch that at some point, but I was thinking about it, and then I've heard. Now I've heard different stuff. Uh, I thought it's, I thought it kind of stunk. I I liked Bumblebee, and so I was like hopeful because this is a non Michael Bay Transformers movie. Yeah, and it to me rang as like Bumblebee was a success, and so like the studio once again reinserted itself into the franchise. It was just like, what if we, and like it, it's just so much. It's really messy the storyline is messy and like inserting the Maximals and the Predacons into it just felt like needless nostalgia and none of the, none of those characters really matter. And like, so when, you know, 
they either some of them get destroyed or just aren't in the movie for a lot of, of the time you're just like not connecting with them and then like none of them like there's just no like it's a fucking transformers movie fucking have them transform every once in a while <laughs> like it just it's just like they're just bouncing yeah. around in like animal form and then in robot form but they're not in cars and then the the maximals don't turn into fucking robots it's just like it's it was yeah it was very i saw like it shows like maybe does that does that mean that the trailer has the only times where they do transform because it feels like that's that's wild to me um also in bumblebee another point in his favor there there are transformers that transform twice Mm -hmm. remember the the jet comes down and it becomes like a helicopter or it's like a helicopter becomes a car and then at drives for a second and then it becomes a robot i was like that fucking rules it became two vehicles. The other thing that really, the other thing that really like bugged me about the movie is early on, and this movie is established as a as a prequel, and I'll just say a a slight spoiler because it ha- it happens really early in the movie, like within like the first twenty minutes. Bumblebee gets fucking iced, and so like he's in the later movies, so it's like you know he's not dead. Well, didn't this, doesn't this whole thing not have the timeline doesn't matter anymore? And these are all pre Shia Transformers anyway. I mean, like I think that the whatever the what was the the one with um uh uh fuck well, I can't remember his name now. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think Mark Wahlberg is in it, but um the fifth one with uh with Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal why can't, why can't yeah, it, yeah, Hannibal, yeah. Burris, Hannibal yeah. Burris. Yeah. Uh, the Eric Andre show. What is the name? What is the actor who played Hannibal Lecter in the Silence of the Lambs? Mads like, Mickelson? Ha- Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins, Hopkins okay. is in one of the movies. and at the It's end like the of, one with the sword, right? The last yeah. night or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. And at the end of that one, they tease Unicron because there was like, oh, we have Unicron's horns or something. And then this in this one, you see, you actually see Unicron. So I think that was like the. Does he transform? Uh, No. I don't think Fuck. so. I I hear that Unicron horn. If you grind it up and and it's a great uh, idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very potent. Yeah. Um. So didn't enjoy it very much. So that's it for movies I've seen. Let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Robert, who? What are you? What are you seen? I've seen. Few more episodes of my adventures with Superman. I think it's cute still, and it's worth checking out. I wish the animation was like a little slicker, but it's still it's it's fine. It's just it could be better. Mm-hmm. There is an overarching story that's kind of connecting all of these villains that he's uh, running up against. Where Livewire, which I didn't, I don't think I realized that was who the character was in the first couple episodes, um, is helping distribute all this like tech to these criminals and different organizations and stuff. Like Professor Ivo, which I thought make which which I thought in like the Justice League cartoons makes like Ivo the uh, the android ever like that super robot that can mimic all the Justice League's powers. But in this one, it's like a suit, and it's like the parasite suit. And I'm like, okay, so it's now parasite's not like a a gooey guy that absorbs powers. It's like a suit that just like takes you know kinetic energy and pushes it back out, kind of like uh, Black Panthers. So I, that's a weird change. And then it all seems to be kind of leading towards or insinuating that this might be based on Kryptonian tech. I'm thinking that someone is aware of Krypton or or Superman's ship or something and is making tech or reverse engineering it. And guess who hasn't popped up yet? He's in the intro to our uh, episode. 
Jimon Hansu? <laughs> no, Lex Luthor. Um, so I'm guessing it'll it'll end up connecting to him. Um, but I think it's so, cute and worth checking out. Oh, I watched. Yeah, I watched the first episode of this. I think it's the same one. So the first episode they have like uh, like Eva robots that are in, yes, yeah, at yeah. the shipyard. Okay, yeah. So I watched the first episode of this. I'm I'm pretty lukewarm on it so far because I feel mm. like they they were doing a lot a lot of tropes like tropes on tops of top of tropes over and over again and so I was like a, every time I was about to turn it off though they did something very charming and or like it, you know, it is kind to... of straddling that line you're right though where it's like it's kind of supposed to be a cute cutesy kind of it's a little will they won't they with Clark and and Lois it's also kind of doing anime tropes it's kind of doing mm -hmm. animation tropes and then they just did something it's a minor spoiler for an episode but it's something that happens in so much Superman stuff where Lois basically like puts herself in a position to force Superman to reveal himself and it's kind of frustrating because I just don't love that trope mm -hmm. either even though it's been done in different ways like in the I don't remember if you remember the Christopher Reeve Superman Margot Kidder shoots or not Margot Kidder who am I thinking is that Margot Kidder uh, Margot shoots, Robbie no that was, was like shoots Clark Kent and he goes oh and then he goes like mm. and he takes the glasses off and he's like Lois you shouldn't have done that and he's like if you were wrong Clark Kent would be dead and she's like yeah, but this is a blank. And then he's like, oh, you tricked me. You tricked me and pretended to shoot me and I'm Superman. So in this one, she does a thing to you know, put herself in harm's way and that's how it's revealed. And I was just kind of like, oh, come on, guys, we could do better than this. But we'll see where it goes. I imagine it's a short series. Um, I don't know if it'll be picked up for anything else. So mm -hmm. uh, still, still a light recommendation for me. And then uh, I have watched um, Twisted Metal. On oh no i've also watched the first three episodes of twisted metal i think it kind of knows what it's doing i don't um, you don't i don't i think it knows what it's doing marketing wise it doesn't well, yeah. well the marketing i think I, I mean i have no problem saying i think the marketing is bad i think that first clip they released where it was like sweet tooth you know pushing up uh pushing sam wilson against the the casino slot machine was a suit such a bizarre on, choice dude. to, to sort you're of telling me you it. can't remember his name's john doe oh that's right D Come so on. does it ever make sense for will arnett to be the voice of sweet Tooth? no that is one of my bigger criticisms is that that's he sh absolutely it, should it's, not it's be. a pitched it's also a pitched version of his voice so it's not will arnett's voice pure it's like this other it's this other layer on it and it just never fully you know sweet tooth is like hey i'm doing this thing and it just feels like he must have been saying the lines on the set so it would all sync up, but it just doesn't read to me the same way. It should be and Samoa Joe. Like, there's no... Guess like, what? He was just recently on the Doughboys yeah. podcast. I've never... I hadn't heard him speak a ton. Yeah. And he's got a great fucking voice. I, he's got a perfect... He would be perfect. I've been watching Samoa Joe wrestle since, like, 2002. I know the man can, like... He is... He's He cuts promos. He can talk. There's, like, no fucking reason why. And, like it undercuts the character for it to be Will Arnett because you think Will Arnett's funny. And so like mm -hmm. having it be Samoa Joe and of, and of course I think the character fucking sucks in the show. I think like the whole like, Oh, I just want to do my standup routine. Like, won't you come and watch my show thing is it makes him not scary. And like the whole point of sweet tooth is to make him like this big, scary clown. And they cut that the legs off of that. So fucking fast. It was yeah, too bad. I it's it's funny to have like a um a franchise that you really don't care about yep. that like you still 
are pissed when they don't stick to it. I just know. <laughs> I know think like I mean? I, I'm like this. I am a person who doesn't. I've never. I I've had some fun playing Twisted Metal. I don't give a fucking shit about the story mm-hmm. of these games at all. But what I do care about is creating likable or feared characters, mm-hmm. and having um, Sweet Tooth be this like kind of oh he's kind of silly. Like I didn't like that part. And the thing that really made me mad, like truly made made uh sam uh sam wilson anthony mackie's character just, oh you dis- don't know john doe just dis- <laughs> just fucking despicable oh my god robert came hard with that mac okay. get back and, in uh, here let's see let's get <laughs> mac in here and uh oh robert you got <laughs> muted for a sec um the uh oh i can't unmute him whoops there we go um is that in the first episode Anthony Mackie goes to the beach and he sees a family of seals and he's like, oh, that's nice. And then a baby seal walks up to him. And the next scene is he's eating seal meat. (laughs) Like, are we supposed to like this fucking guy? Like, truly, I can't think of a more despicable thing than for them to show a baby seal. And the next scene is he's eating it. But it's also a I understand. I understand. It's a post-apocalyptic, but... They've never, like, up to that point, they've never shown him as starving. They've never shown him as desperate. He's always like, oh, he's he's wisecracking. He's funny. He always has a comeback for everybody. So he's never in a position of desperation. So to show him just, like, see, oh, that, like, when he sees the fucking family of baby, of, like, full-grown seals, he's just like, that's so nice. And then a baby seal walks up to him and looks cute, and then he fucking kills it and eats it. Like, that to me is, that is despicable behavior you should not like this character at all. And they're telling you, don't like this character. I'm not. I'm sure that the showrunners did not think of that. They were not thinking. Instead, they were thinking, isn't this kind of funny? Like, he's such a rapscallion. I was like, fuck that guy. That sucks. Like, I was... That truly made... Like, I... You don't understand what makes a person a hero if that's your fucking hero. For no reason he eats a fucking baby seal. Other than, like, yes... It's post-apocalyptic. He's probably hungry, but like that to me was just like I. You don't understand how to make likable characters. To me, I. I mean, agree or disagree. I think it was them trying to be like this is going to be. This is the setting the tone for the humor of the show, and it's like no one's that great in a post-apocalyptic world. I. I. I, I said like I said, agree or disagree. I'm not. I am not. Hey, I don't love Mad Max you know, finding a two-headed lizard and immediately eating him first shot of the movie in Fury Road, but he's fun to follow. And I'm not, like, endorsing him. I'm not like, oh, I want to be this dude or this guy seems like the best. He's just, you know, a wanderer and helps out. I think what I'm trying to get at is they don't make Mad... that Mad Max himself is not a funny, wisecracking, likable guy. Like he's That's bait is really good. I think that's funny. What's that? That's bait meme. Um, But... The fucking, like, having Anthony Mackie be just, you know, ha, 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 you know, like, you know, every, he has a comeback for fucking everything. Every other decision that they've made with the characters done to make him likable and funny. And so to have it specifically be a baby seal that he kills, and it's like one of those, it it felt to me like they were trying to go for like a Deadpool type of joke. Like, isn't it funny that he's, you know, like eating a fucking baby seal? It's just, I, it, one, you're right like like that that it like a baby seal specifically is how you show that somebody is a psycho right yes. that they club a baby seal yeah 
that's like the the standard yes <laughs> of being a psycho is that you're clubbing a baby seal so for him to be eating it later he would have to go through the steps of being a complete psychopath in order to eat that baby seal right but so you, haven't fin- you haven't finished the series right no okay so you haven't got to the episode where they go to the baby seal preserve oh no <laughs> oh no yeah or like it would be good if nev campbell's like thank you for you know milkman for you know making the delivery and then she's like not only taking my favorite beach are these seals i love to look at and they just had babies and just want to go check them out and he's I like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's seal meat hanging off his face still been there the whole series andrew i'm sorry about the baby seal uh i don't know what to tell you i yeah i was yeah. an infuriating you know and if you were a real fan of the game you'd know that that is the health pickup in the game is health this baby <laughs> seal meat so sounds like you're really not a fan never claim to be man I was more. Uh, more I was, are there are there like real big twisted metal fans? Are are they? I, out I think so, but it's also to me, it's kind of the perfect IP to adapt because it doesn't really have a super like. There's stories for the individual people as you're playing them, but it's ninety percent car combat, you know. Yeah. And this one, I will say, is the general spoiler is this is all setting up sort of twisted metal. Yeah. In the same way that that new Mortal Kombat didn't have a Mortal Kombat competition and then is like, oh, by the way, we should do a Mortal Kombat competition. So take that as you will. There's I still do, car combat and all that stuff. They 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 tease things, but... Uh, I do want to say, and not just because you personally know him, I do think Mike Mitchell's Stu character, I think there is a good arc there. I think he's doing a good job. And he's be, him being put in a position where he's clearly uncomfortable but has to like kind of move forward even though he is morally kind of objected to like some of the things that they're doing. I, I that's an interesting seals. thing. If, yeah. if he had to, if they asked him as a character for him to like, the first time you see him is he's eating a cat. Do you think he would have like dropped out of the show? <laughs> Mike Mitchell himself. Yeah. I think he would have asked them to change it. Probably. I think, I think he to would too. To and especially steal. since he knows some of the writers, I bet he'd be like, Hey, you gotta make, Fucking make this something else. Yeah, make it yeah, a baby yeah. seal or something. Yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, innocuous like a like a baby seal. Hey, you know what? I just realized. What if baby seals are just like taken over, and this is just like they're pests. They're just like little rats running the around. Reason now. Why there's, the reason why there's the reason why there's an apocalypse is because of baby seals. Yeah, there's no more ocean. I guess there's I have just, just, just a then, sea then, of baby seals. Why would why would Anthony Mackie look out and say that's nice? Because those were adults. It was the baby that he. <laughs> well, what he was saying is he thinks the a family unit is cute, but a, an orphan? No, 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 no. Anyways, um, yeah, I, sorry. I feel I like we got all Jared. off track, yeah. but Twisted Metal uh, and and check it out or don't. It's on Peacock. Uh, pretty quick binge. It's like, you know, half hour episodes, 10 eps. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I've seen TV-wise. Max? Oh, hey, guys. Uh, I watched High Desert with Patricia Arquette playing kind of like a um, the fuck-up of the family who has a, a drug problem. In the Arquette and... family? That's a... <laughs> she's uh she ends up getting a job as like a a pi and is like tracking down this murder it's got um peter quill is that the guy's name from star lord yeah from From star lord Lord? (laughs) from star lord uh the not him it's another quill anyways from from homeland There's a guy who plays a character with the last name of Quinn. There it is, Peter oh, okay. Quinn. It's so close. He plays Peter Quinn, like this uh, CIA um, expert killer. Um, 
in Homeland. He does a good job there. He also plays Hitman. He also played the like Grand Inquisitor in Obi Wan. Mm. So uh, he's playing a TV host that kind of went nuts and like became a guru, an internet guru. Uh, Not a love guru, I hope. Close to it. Close to it. Yeah, there's a lot of love from that guru. Um, it's a pretty funny one. It's weird. Um, but I like it. Yeah. So I watched season one. I didn't like the ending, though. I thought that it ended really quick without really... It seems like there should be another episode after this. I don't know what they were doing with the ending, but whatever. I'll, I'll probably still keep watching it, though. Uh, cause I, I enjoyed it and I think it might have, uh, everybody loves Raymond's brother, Brad um, Garrett. Maybe, maybe is the like PI that the guy who's really mad at is... the, the guy from the Jimmy John's commercials is always mad at Jimmy John's for being so fast. I should probably, uh, look this up. What, what did he say his name was? Brad, Brad Garrett? Garrett, Brad Garrett. I'm spelling it wrong. No doubt. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, He's in search it. Brad Garrett friggin' Jimmy's Johns. Uh, Jimmy's commercial. Johns? That's his, that's the I commercial. I don't think I'm going to search for that. <laughs> he gets mad at them for being so fast. Okay. That's true. Friggin' Jimmy's Johns. Um, Was that the only thing you saw? Uh, No, I also watched the Adam Eve. Um, Oh, what do you think off. of that? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it too. I, I loved the the Fun fight show. on the overpass. I thought was fucking dope. I thought there was some yeah. really cool powers in there. Uh, yeah, it does they, make me kind of question. Like, it feels like Adam Eve is worse at her powers now. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> she was doing things on the fly that was real that were really cool back in the day. And I feel like now I'm like, get more creative with it. You should. You don't. You don't have to just put up a barrier. You can literally change the atoms in anything. So what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you should have grown from from that point to be way more. Yeah. It also seemed. <laughs> pretty cruel all the stuff that she was doing like while she was figuring out what who who she was going up against but yeah um, i mean the fight the fight is tragic before yeah. with basically with other you know failed experiments and stuff we don't say too much but uh it's it's good i think it's worth if you're like an invincible fan and you're excited for this second season you should watch this to catch up yeah i i just watched it to get ready for the mobile game that's coming out oh, <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh um, god, it looks so bad. But, uh, but this isn't games another, we want to play, unfortunately. The the marketing really like fucked over the 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 game itself. Yeah. If if anyone wanted to like it, I mean that's not that's not the way to display it. Anyways, yeah, check out check out Adam Eve. Uh, I, I thought it was good. And the only other thing I watched was that Superman uh, episode we already talked about. How about you, Andrew? Nice. Um. I, I got my piece out about Twisted Metal, so that's that's primarily the TV I've been watching. So why don't we jump ahead to the movie we all watched this week, Max's pick of Blue Valentine. This better be Eiffel 67. <laughs> Sorry, it's Eiffel 65. I know you want oh, Eiffel yeah. 67. Oh, damn it. I'm, I'm ahead of my time. Yeah, that's the... They'll be coming out that song soon. Uh, yes, yeah, so we watched Blue Valentine starring Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling. Uh, before we get into plot stuff, Max, I assume you'll recommend people watch this movie. Robert, what about you? I uh, this is my first time watching this. Me too. And I thought there were some, they were very good performances, but I also found the movie to be quite 
a bummer. <laughs> and <laughs> I, it's not that I'm opposed to watching movies that are a bummer or especially ones that are just like, it feels like very realistically yeah. like a bummer. You're watching mm-hmm. a, the beginning of and, and ending of a, of a relationship and it's frustrating and familiar. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously it's not quite as bad as all that for most folks, I hope, but you know, I feel like it's probably, it touches a lot of, of nerves for people. And, and I just feel like, I feel like a lot of people will see themselves in this, even in just the little arguments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is hard to see thrown back at your face. I wanted to fight the fucking TV. Huh? Don't show me that shit. <laughs> and I was having control, hard time controlling myself. And I punched a fucking doctor in the face. It was a bad thing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I I did enjoy it, but I I it, it's something that would be tough for me to want to revisit uh, very often because it's it's heavy, it's heavy mm. stuff. Uh, what about you, Andrew? Yeah, I think it's real. I mean, it's fucking it's really good. Um, Ryan Gosling's really good. Michelle Williams is really good. It is punishingly sad. Like it in a real like. I would have a hard time. I mean, you have to be in in like a the right mood and setting to watch this. It's good. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, I sort of assume this is. I haven't seen it, but it's probably a better version of Marriage Story, is my guess. Mm. Um, just oh, is that the one with Adam Driver? Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that would be a great, <laughs> be a, a great two pairing. Feature. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd recommend people watch it if you're in the right mood for it, but yeah, you definitely have to be in the right setting and mood uh, to, I'm picturing now Adam driver punching the wall, you know, and like leaving the hole and, and the then other like side on the other is, side, like, yeah, yeah Gosling. Ryan Gosling's like, shut the fuck up over there. We're having an argument. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one thing I'll say is where was that motel that they were staying in? Cause I got to visit that <laughs> the <Yeah>. future room, <laughs> the, okay, the Star was, Trek that room. Was, that was the only time where I was like, yeah, because the console was very Star Trek. It, it was like, definitely it was a Star like Trek. Next gen. It was definitely a, a Star Trek panel. But for only sure. that panel really looked Star Trek. Everything was like light blue color. It, it should don't. be like incredibly bad fluorescence. I don't care, man. I went to the I went to the Star Trek experience in Las Vegas, and I don't feel like there was a console in there that looked that looked as good as that. So like, oh, wow. I I gotta know where that motel is. That's the only time where I was really like against super against Michelle Michelle Monaghan, where I was like Michelle Williams. You. Michelle Williams. No, but also Michelle Monaghan. I was mad at her for no reason too. Um, I I was like, you need to loosen up and love this room. Cause right now he's having a good, like I get not having windows, but like, guess what? The galactic star cruiser didn't have windows and that's a thriving theme park hotel, the star Wars theme. So, you know, people would like it. Vibe, yeah, come yeah. on, come on. Michelle get with your Williams. setting. Yeah. Um, that was the one reason what? I almost didn't recommend this movie. Oh, okay. It's because of the Star Trek panels. What did they do to age up Gosling? Was it just like, did they just like have him put his hair like shaved back or whatever? Like he looked like a little bit kind of more balding, but like, I was like, what's going on? That's a good question. I don't, I, I don't know how they, to this day, I don't know how they did it. It, I feel like they must've just shaved it and then somehow thinned it out. It could, I mean, it's not like he looked ancient, but he did look older in the right way. It's possible that he just wasn't wearing his typical wig that he normally wears. Oh, yeah. His, yeah. What we see normally is fake hair. That's his real hair. That's his real hair. Could be. I was, I mean, like, even with, like, the, I'm just going to say it because this is the best way to describe them, even with the pedophile glasses on and the thinning hair, he still looks good, my man. Like, he is a, (laughs) he is such a smoke show. Yeah, rock bottom gosling and, like, who's just, like, bragging about drinking at eight in the morning and and being like please take me back is still like hey man 
I'd take him. I'd take him back. I'd take him back. Hey, you're toxic as hell. I love it. I mean, they are like that. That's a. I think that's. Um, they're so bad for each other, and I think like mm-hmm. that is one of the things that like you discover throughout the movie is that these two characters are neither of them are like bad. You know, like it's they they both have like a, a lot of shit has happened to Michelle Williams's character throughout this story and before it too, as we kind of find out when she's talking to the doctor kind of like three quarters of the way through the movie that like her first, you know, we'll just get into it. Like her first sexual relationship was when she was 13 years old. And so like that in itself kind of carries a lot of like baggage that I think like we're not even really privy to until that moment. Cause she, you know, she obviously carries a lot with her just in, in terms of her like acting performance, the character work she's carrying a lot with her, but like, it's just these are two characters that kind of come together in a major way through happenstance and circumstances that sort of drive them to then like have to really further relate their relationship really fast. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that they have not done the work that really requires to be done for there to be a really healthy, long lasting relationship. They need to be healthier on individually to be possible together. Yeah. And so like, Um, although she is our, she is arguably doing better in the future versus him and kind of being like, why do I need to use my, you know, you know, why do I need to apply my talent? I can just, I, I'm living the dream. I paint someone's house. They say they're happy. And then I come back home to you. That's it. It's like, Yes, man. Whatever. I mean, like, I you could really argue for you. Yeah, you could argue. I think that he's obviously too codependent on her. Sure. But I think, and like, yet, oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, you could also make the argument that she's so unreal, undependent, independent from him that, like, there's just no communication. No, I like undependent. <laughs> undependent. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. In fact, I'm gonna coin that term. I think it's pretty good. Um, that there's no communication on her end towards him either. Like it's, she has a lot of expectations for him, but she doesn't voice them either. So there's just, there's, I think on both sides of the argument, I mean, I think there's good people on both sides to be frank with you. Wow. I think that term is what <laughs> I'm And you said use. earlier, you don't think they're bad people. And yet she told a pe- pedophile joke on the bus. And what did you think about that? I thought it was really funny. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. That was the part where I was, I was jumping up on my couch up and down and just and holding my gun. <laughs> Tom Cruise style. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, she can do no wrong after this point in the movie for me. Yeah. She's locked it in. Um, no, I did want to mention another, I mean, we're just kind of talking generally, yeah. but there's a scene where they're in the car after she runs into um, her previous partner, oh, Paul, partner technically, but, um, and is like, oh, I kind of said, hi, hello, how are you doing? And he, and Ryan Gosling is getting upset. And then she's like, sorry, I said it wrong. And and now I'm making you mad. And he was like, why would I be mad? Why are you sick? And it just felt like a very realistic kind of argument or like a stupid argument that you get into sometimes where there's a miscommunication and you could just drop it or just talk about something else or something, but you keep kind of digging in on it and you keep getting more wound up. Like I do that sometimes. I, I don't like, if I'm being told that I'm upset, I'm like, I'm not upset. And then I do start to get upset because of that. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I do. It's wanna, annoying. It's a I, stupid cycle. We do that as humans. I do want to hear from Max because this was a movie that he chose and I yeah. assume that he really likes. I do want to say that when we find out later in the movie that that guy just fucking jumped and beat the shit out of Ryan Gosling and she knows that and she just goes, oh, I ran into 
to who you know whatever his name. Mm. Of course he's gonna get fucking upset. Like like the last that he knew of this guy is that he beat the shit out of him. Like there's no reason for her to like one. There was no reason for her to interact with him after she knows he beat the shit out of him, and also like what he did to her. It's and true. and then like for her to be like, oh by the way, I ran into blah 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 today. Isn't that funny? And it's just like, yeah, he beat the fucking shit out of me. Why would I want to hear about this? So like, yeah, you say like she's in like a maybe a more mature place. She also did that thing too. So I you true, know. but it's also like in the world we live in, it's like you sometimes you might run into someone or like have to interact with someone that you don't like or you that, don't have you know, to tell you, your partner like you genuinely especially well, you tell if, your partner but i also think that like i also from her point of view it's like it's hard to to like actually be like fuck you i'm not speaking to you and like leave it's like sometimes you have to be like hi haha <laughs> it's it's good anyway nice to see you like and you don't want to do that but you do it because it's just like society makes you do that you know sure. how many people would actually you know, punch a politician if they met them that they don't like. They would probably shake their hand and be like, huh, and then be like, ugh, they were gross. Why did I do that? And it's like, and that's and that's someone big, huge that you have opinions about, not even like your personal relationships. So sure. it's so, uh, it's doing a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, Max, why don't you talk about this movie since you chose this and this is a movie that you like a lot? I'm honestly loving hearing uh, hearing your discussion on it. I <laughs> I think it's great. Hey, that's not what it is about. You have to talk too. I have to talk too. Oh. Um, when yeah, did you I, did you watch this when it came out, or was this a more recent? Like, was it after years after it was released that you saw it? I wouldn't say it was years after it was released, but I don't know if I saw this in theaters or if it was more of like a it was video 2010. watch. Twenty ten. Then I probably did watch it at least close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I I don't know what what it was that grabbed me and and like made me want to watch it. It might have been the ukulele song that uh, that Ryan Gosling plays in it. Yeah, I went I went back and watched a. It's kind of an interesting trailer because it's a trailer that's like, it's that ukulele song kind of in the entirety, mm. and then intercut with like the different parts of their relationship, and then it ends with him kind of stopping, and then Michelle Williams going yay, and then like they they slap hands, and it's not only funny to do Blue like, Valentine. <laughs> it's not only funny to end it on that note, but it's also kind of like. You know when people repurpose the quotes in movies to be like, it's the number one movie at the box office. And yeah. someone in the movie like, it's a success. And it's like a yeah. quote from the movie, but they're re uh, you know, applying it for the rewards awards and stuff. So the clap and then hand, you know, high five at the end. I was like, you're really knocking, you know, patting yourself on the back for this trailer, huh? Um, and it's like coming soon. It didn't even have a date. Uh, but I but I liked revisiting that, seeing what were trailers like in 2010? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think I might have watched that, and I don't know if this happened before or after, but I also watched some interviews with, uh, I don't even know if it was an interview, but uh, Derek France and uh, Ryan Gosling, so the director and Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Um, director together, and writer. And writer. And writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, put together a, uh, a, like a list of YouTube videos that you should check out that were just like silly videos and one of them i believe was this the trailer for the movie huh the trailer for the movie was one of their youtube recommended youtube no no videos? no no no, no. <laughs> this is just like just uh <laughs> but before they put it out they just like we're getting together and they're like hey this is the two of us and uh we put together a list of yeah of just just silly short videos that you should watch from the internet and one of them was a goat that is walking a tightrope with a like small 
a monkey on its back mm. and then it like gets up onto a cup and I think the monkey does a handstand on its back and uh it's like it's really quite a performance and I have I had seen that clip before and I it's probably the you know like thinking about it after the fact it, they were probably horribly uh treated animals that were like sure that it, you know the the what it took to make that happen was probably something that uh you know I, I wouldn't get behind but the spectacle itself just purely the spectacle is kind of amazing to mm-hmm. see and so i think that was one of the reasons i went to see it it's weird you know because it like none of this has to do with the movie really um a small portion of it is you know a little ukule- ukulele it's in there mm-hmm. there are those touching moments yeah but what I ended up really liking about it was like you guys are talking about how real it felt and how uncomfortably real it felt. And I find this to be the most complete love story that I've ever seen because it tells the, uh, you know, the beginning, the middle and the end. And the disillusion. And, <laughs> yeah. And and like uh, you just get to watch it crumble and fall apart. Yeah. And it, it feels very real. It, but the way that they uh intercut everything the fact that it doesn't play out chronologically where they meet and they i I do like that i do like that choice there there are so many little pieces in there where like the last scene might have been you know terrifying and then it becomes a tragedy when you watch the next scene Mm -hmm. and uh like the when when they're in the room and they're like fighting and then they end up, you know, kind of making up near the end. He's like playing their song that you find out about in mm-hmm. the next scene, how they came to their song together. Mm-hmm. And uh, like at that point in the future, it's really sad that like they are still together because you know how bad they are for each other. Yeah. But it's also touching that they have these moments that, like, yes, they do still care about each other. And now they listen to the remix of the song. Especially, like, the part where it's, like, it shows the, the like, cool space room. And then, but, like, in a, in a later flash, in a later scene, you know that, like, Klingons are on Earth. <laughs> and it's like invaded and you're like fuck so he didn't learn anything from like the console or anything like it didn't work out fuck so i turns out there was a good. hail incoming on the console and he was just too <laughs> drunk to answer it turn it yeah. off <laughs> we need your help <laughs> the klingons are good this was one of those oh, movies man. where like yeah like like galaxy quest where like the, the space stuff was real like that room was like an actual <laughs> spaceship room and but that plot they were like uh, we actually the director's uh, commentary they're like we actually took that part of the plot out it was kind of confusing and we didn't want the aliens most, most people don't expect the uh spinning bed on a actual starship uh, that thing would make me sick also like just a spinning bed i would throw up so fast I'll give it a once around <laughs> too many times for me. once is too many for me uh, uh yeah i I thought it, I, I thought it was a re- oh sorry go ahead go for it I was gonna say I thought it was a really interesting choice and I think a very smart choice to to not have an inciting incident of like he cheated on her mm-hmm. like there's not a moment in the movie where it's like this is the moment where you could where from here you can map out where their relationship went bad it's just like these are two people who just are not compatible. And so just like the slow decline. So to not have yeah. an inciting incident of like, he cheated on her or she, you know, cheated on him or whatever. Like there's not 
it's not any one thing. It's that it's a slow erosion of like they just cannot vibe with each other because they got together young and like did not have a pre-existing relationship when they basically decided to get married because she was pregnant. And so like you know, and spoiler for people who haven't seen the movie, big spoiler <laughs> alert, the the child ends up not being his. Like you think the kid is his throughout the beginning of the movie, turns out it's not and so he but he decides he's going to raise it as his own anyways knowing that it's not his kid and so also that kid actress fucking cute as hell whoever that is she's great she's so cute she's so fun and gosling is just like dynamite with her like he's they're so cute and fun together Um, yeah like even at the end of it when you're like yeah the two of you really need to split up it it still is sad it still is like you know, they're they're they care about each other. Every, right. Everyone in that family cares about each other, but it just isn't going to work out. But they cannot make it function as a them two as a healthy couple mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking because, like, again, even though they're bad for each other and toxic for each other, they're not bad people. You know, like they both make bad decisions and they both do kind of shitty things to each other. But like, you know, at the end of the movie, you know, Michelle Williams is just like. I it I can't keep doing this to you. We can't keep doing this to each other, recognizing that we're doing bad things to each other that we just can't help anymore. Like we're so bad for each other that like we're just doing things to hurt each other without even meaning to do it. Like it's just kind of like instinctual at this point. So like mm-hmm. we need to get out of this. And it's just like it's it's heartbreaking. Also, like him, like the way he ramps up, like when they're in the hospital and he like She's like, you go immediately from here to here. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, that you just immediately freak out. And then of course he gets her fired and all that kind of stuff. It's just crazy. And then the the thing I hate even more is like, they're arguing. He's like breaking down at one point and, and then is like trying to like embrace her and kiss her head. And it's like, stop, it's done. Right. Like it's fucking done. He like, doesn't understand. Yeah, like it's really frustrating to watch him not understand. And like, I, I mean, like, again, I don't even know what, or sorry, go ahead. I don't even think it's not even not understand. It's like he can't process. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, like we've I've we've all been in situations like this. I think where like you just don't know what the fix is, and he thinks the fix is love. Like he thinks it's saying I love you and and doing like gestures and like kissing and like that's supposed to make everything better. And like she's in the camp of just like, you can't just like fucking kiss me and like, and all the shit that you've done and said, like just goes away. And like, that's, I mean, again, it's punishingly sad in the way that like watching you can see, I'm sure people who are in very healthy relationships can see themselves in a lot of these arguments. And like, you can have, you, you know, like you work through them, but in this case, like these are two people who just can't because, they're just not meant for each other in that way. And and they mm-hmm. just, you know, again, having brought, been brought together through extenuating circumstances that they didn't have a chance to really have the, the courtship part of their relationship. They were just like hot for each other. And then like, it was like, I guess Ryan Gosling decided he's going to do the right thing and marry her and raise her kid with her. It was just like, they didn't really have a chance to really get to know each other. And now just like, they've been together for whatever, how many years it's been. And just like, they're just fucking like batty at each other. It's just, it's mm-hmm. yeah. And like, one, one other thing that I do want to mention about this, I don't know a whole lot about behind the scenes, but I do know that like 
a lot of this is on Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams. I, like I know we've we've commented on their performance because uh, they they give great performances mm-hmm. on screen, but behind the scenes, I think there was a lot of um, freedom for them to do what they wanted to do and to ad lib. And I know that that scene where he uh, climbs up and over the fence of that uh, that was ad libbed. That was ad libbed. That uh, that the Ooh. director basically said to Michelle Williams, "You have a secret, and do whatever you do, don't tell Ryan Gosling." And Ryan Gosling didn't know the secret, and he said, "You've got to find out that secret from Michelle Williams, mm-hmm. essentially, and then just let him go." Uh, Ryan Gosling decides to climb up and over a fence. There was no safety Eesh. guard on the other side of that, and I think Michelle Williams was like genuinely terrified at yeah. that point. I did think it was yeah. crazy when she was like, Ryan, Ryan, come down. Stop. Like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Actor Ryan Gosling. She was, she was like, cut, cut, cut. Like this. And was like. Yeah. I don't know why they decided to keep that in. The rest yeah. of the movie felt You could very hear the real. director, keep rolling, keep rolling. <laughs> don't listen to Michelle. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like a lot of that stuff does uh, come through that a lot of, it feels very real. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of them, they were really like, you know, bringing pro- probably a lot from their own life for, you know, like people they know or, you right. know, the experiences they've had. And uh, it it feels very real because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. And also, like, I think another, like, maybe smart, maybe frustrating for some people decision to, like, not have the movie end with them in a divorce office. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. she just says, like, I need space. And then he walks out and he keeps walking and then credits roll. It's just like, fuck. Like that's. I mean, there's no r- real resolution there. So like, I could see it being frustrating for some people, but I think that's a very smart artistic choice, and a more interesting choice that is just like he's walking, and then you see photos of them as a younger couple, kind of playing over the credits, and it's just like shit. Like, it's hard to watch. You know, <laughs> like it's again, like they're both so good in it, and it's a good movie. But man, it is. It's a. Yeah. It's a real heavy heavy one but i do appreciate that it's a in the same way that it feels so familiar and and realistic in some of the conversations and arguments and 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 stuff that it's the way that a lot of relationships probably do end which is sad and it's also like almost the most mature thing they can do where it's mm-hmm. like it's sad for this child to now grow up in this broken home and it wasn't even her actual father it turns out and you probably don't want that that hit her dad in the picture right but it would still be worse with him there because you're just so bad for each other. And she's going to start to grow up and process and, and retain all of those interactions between the parents. And it's, I think probably some of us know that like Mm. it's sometimes better for, for parents and couples to be apart in the long run. It's just healthier. I was thinking about during that. I was thinking about that during the movie, we are three, three children of divorce. So like we all can kind of, from our own experience recognize and different like, circumstances yeah, of course and yeah. it's always going to vary for folks but um because like the like when it shows like michelle's parents and the dad's like enjoy your fucking dinner and throws the shit right. down and stuff and you're just like god damn this is bad and it's like you, you hope that michelle williams isn't going to be anything in any relationship that bad and then right. it's like well it, it will get there or something will happen mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. it's toxic you can see it yeah so. mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um 
Any oh. final thoughts on the movie before we head out? Ro- or Max, I'm sorry, you were saying something. Um, well, no, I mean, we and we we mentioned the listeners, but this is kind of like the format change a bit where we're sort of each picking an individual movie and bringing to the table. Um, I don't know if uh, you or I, Drew, are picking the next one, but I, I, I liked this submission. I was happy to have finally watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And even though the subject matter is a little heavy, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to... Uh, I need like a cleanse. So I'm going to go see Oppenheimer after this, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I know, but I, I, I think it's exciting that we're, we're changing it up a little bit and doing it this way because I think we're going to encounter some, some good movies this way. And, yeah. you know, as we've talked about before, we're not, uh, fully, it's not like we only pick bad shitty movies or whatever, but we've seen some stinkers on this show and mm-hmm. I feels like we might in general be able to, uh, look forward to the, the content that we and need I, to yeah. And even though this movie is, you know, depressing as hell, like you've said, I think it is a really, uh, it's a really good movie in my opinion. And I'm glad that you two seem to have enjoyed it in that same mm-hmm. way uh, yeah. too. And uh, it is a movie that we would not have covered no. Uh, on, no, not at all. on the podcast otherwise. I would have banned and, it. <laughs> and I do want to mention it like explicitly here that uh, like, this is because of the writer's strike. Yeah. Right? I don't think we've mentioned mm-hmm. it this episode, but this is because the writers and actors strike and that we stand with the writers and actors. And mm-hmm. so we're like switching up to kind of highlight movies that we love. Um, and not, not and, new projects and, and stuff right mm-hmm, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, thank so you for this, reminding them. Yeah. No problem. This is, this was my pick. Cause I think that, you know, like the, the performances are, are pretty stellar in this one. Yeah. Um, and I, can confirm that this is a great movie to watch uh if you're single on valentine's day just pair it with some ice cream it's fantastic <laughs> wow I, I ate a bucket watch this loved it <laughs> yeah all right uh any unless anybody has anything else they want to say about the movie uh we'll head out so thanks for no listening. yeah we'll we'll let folks know and maybe if we if we think of a movie before this is released uh, for next time, maybe we'll drop it in the show notes, but otherwise sure. we'll we'll surprise you. Okay, sounds good. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.